It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Well, good morning to you, race fans, and welcome to the Front Stretch. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing and a little white-knuckle racing while you're at it. The Slick Track Series is off for the month of December, but it will be back in January. You don't have to have been a part of it the first two months, and you're going to be out of the points like I am, but you can go and race it, or you can go down like Nancy does and just enjoy the racing and watch the, the fun, festive, camaraderie behavior and maybe even see if uh, R.J. Moss can make the feature one of these nights. Get over to Joe's Carding today, joescarding.com. He's not even in here, is he? Nope, you he missed him. Out. Damn it, he walked out. Joining us on the show now, the head honcho for Eagle Raceway. Are you still accepting that title, or are you trying to pass it off to Racine? Yeah, that would be Racine. Okay, Racine is the head honcho. You're just the man. I'm the slave behind <laughs> the, the man. <laughs> Roger, Hayden. man. <laughs> Roger Hayden joining us on the show now. I hate this part to say, but obviously 2020 was a year to forget. But I, I give Eagle Raceway, you and Racine, and anybody else who came up with some of these ideas, you guys got really, really creative to keep the racetrack open. There's something called survival, and it's something that a lot of people had to do in 2020, and hopefully we don't have to do it again in 2021. But honestly, we've already started making plans for 2021 in case things are wrong at the beginning of the season again. Mm -hmm. Plan A, plan B, plan C. Multiple plans for (laughs) different scenarios, yes. So I guess I should start this off. Is Eagle Raceway opening for 2021, and have you sold it? We have not sold it. It's on the market till uh, January 1st with a stipulation it has to be a racetrack. So the so, racetrack won't go away. Okay. No matter what. And I, I honestly, I don't, I don't believe anybody's going to buy it at this point. We've, we've pretty much uh, uh, beat the doors down on the, on the people who we thought might be possibilities and, and uh, apparently nobody wants to own the best racetrack in the country. <laughs> Why would you want to sell Eagle Raceway? I realize that's a loaded question, but I'm asking anyways. <laughs> um... Money's kind of important to life, uh, but honestly, to tell you the truth, it was it was just throwing it out there for numerous reasons. Uh, some of them I can talk about, some I can't. Uh, but the ones I can talk about is uh, basically I don't want to drive my daughter into the ground like I think I drove other people into the ground that hang around with me. Um, pretty much every if you're involved in a racetrack of any kind that you want to be successful, you're there. You know, numerous hours, days, nights, weekends, and holidays, you know, it eats up every bit of your life. So you better be in 110%, otherwise you're not going to survive it. it. It really is amazing. That was one of the first things that I ever learned in dirt racing is that being an owner or promoter of a racetrack is the worst job. So I've owned about nearly 20 businesses over my lifetime. And uh, out of all those businesses, they're all twice as easy minimum as a racetrack and make probably 10 times more money. It's amazing how quickly you can lose money. You get three or four weeks in a row where you've got good attendance and you're thinking, great, this is great. And then you have a night where it doesn't rain until 6.30 on a Saturday night. We're absolutely a business where it's hero or zero. I might as well go across the street and play at the casino and I'd be much better (laughs) off. Nope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You posted the racetrack for sale. And I told everybody this, too, because I firmly believe it. I... And like you said, it, 
it's something that if the right money came across, and apparently the right money is around $3.9 million. That's my opinion. If somebody came to you for three point five, would you sell? If it was going to be a racetrack, it'd be possible. Okay. 3.3. <laughs> Let's find out how much of a loan I got to take out. <laughs> but it's, it, it's got to be frightening because you have spent... How long have you owned Eagle? Uh, this will be 14 years. Or no, this will be 15 years. You've spent that long building up so many different aspects of Eagle, especially the Race Saver Nationals. You've spent so much time and effort building that up. It would be difficult to give that away. That's not part of the sale. Well, not giving it away, but because you would still own the Race Saver yes. brand. Yes. But yep. you wouldn't own the racetrack anymore. We'd find a place to have the Race Saver Nationals, yes. Yeah. Would it be, is it part of the stipulation that it would stay at Eagle for, for a length of time? We haven't got anywhere near that far <laughs> yet, figuring that out. <laughs> 2020 started off. Ready to go racing, can't go racing. Restrictions, and I remember talking to Ray Cena at one time, and she said, Dan, it's, it's incredibly frustrating that we are an outdoor venue. Restaurants can open, but we can't go racing. So you guys decided to become a restaurant. Yeah, we did that for a couple <laughs> weeks. It was kind of fun, actually. Yeah. We had quite a few people show up to support the place, and, I mean, it was kind of neat. It was a good idea, and... I think it worked out, and uh, that's actually one of the backup plans for the beginning of this year, if it would come about that we have to use that. Yeah, to do the uh, the restaurant side of it again? Yeah. I can make a mean pancake, so if, if you need some pancakes in the morning. Oh, breakfast. Yeah. We'll you need to be there at the Nationals when breakfast is going on. I don't know on. if I can get up that early during the Nationals, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I haven't offered you $3.9 million for the track, is because I enjoy sleeping as, as much as I get to during the Nationals. And But, uh, all right, so... The racetrack opened up as a restaurant for a couple of weeks. Then we finally got the green light to go racing, and it was balls to the walls from there. Kind of. I mean, it was still limited crowd, limited people in the pits, those types of things. So we had to work around that, sell a certain amount of tickets and such. So it was still a challenge. And, and then when you do that, then there's a bunch of people looking over your shoulder. So we had deal with local cdc types and yeah. stuff like that too so well on top of regular people looking over your shoulder and, and constantly questioning everything you do now you got the health officials looking over your shoulder and and everybody saying well, what are they doing down there what's going on down there yeah and then one track gets compared to another track and so on and so on and then pretty soon you got all the tracks getting thrown under the bus for right. you know what other people are doing and then it becomes a big debacle <laughs> That's to say the least. But still, I think a good season. You managed to get all the races, what, uh, 12 points paying races? Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the races that we were able to run, when we ran them, they were, we had higher attendance than what we had had previous years. Yeah. Uh, or, well, most previous years. And, uh, you know, so that part was good. But when you lose almost half a season, you'll, you'll never have right. that good attendance to make that up. This has got to be the first year in history there was no rainouts. Period. For when I've owned the track, for sure, yes. I, I could have. I mean, it, when you run a schedule from, you guys usually start last week of March all the way till Labor Day weekend in September. Yep, second week of You're going to get a couple of rainouts, especially when you're talking April and May when it's the rainy season. Yeah, and that, you know, as far as racetracks go, we were probably the luckiest sport industry that there is because normally when we race at the beginning of the year and everybody wants to race earlier and earlier, well, that's all cool except for one thing. It rains in Nebraska. 
pretty often. Yeah. So we usually figure everything in April and half of May ends up rained out, you know, about 50%. And, uh, you know, so that's what we gave up in the season was that month. So in all honesty, maybe we only lost a few races. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's that's exactly the case. At the end of the season, you know, I, I kind of started a little bit of a campaign in the in the announce in the announcers booth of make sure to message the raceway page and let Roger and Ray see no, you guys want to keep racing through September and October because I wasn't done working yet. That didn't that didn't fly. <laughs> no, nope. When it gets uh, well, I want to blame football season normally, but this year we didn't have football season. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I didn't want to run ourselves into the ground neither, and yeah. and run later into the season take it. What, what happens is everybody schedules races in September, you know, special events and stuff. And um, we actually did go far enough that we got permission from IMCA to run races, but they'd have been against other tracks. And I just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I always like that cooperation amongst tracks because it, it's great for you to run, but you're just hurting another track. And you could be hurting yourself by making drivers pick. Yep. I don't, I don't want to be that guy to get in trouble with other tracks. we got to keep working together to try to make this thing work. And, and the thing I most hate would be losing money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You do want, you want a racetrack, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make good choices. We're talking with Roger Hayden, owner of Eagle Raceway and the man behind the Sprint Series in Nebraska. What would you give this year at the end of the Now that it's over with, you've had a couple of months to digest it. You've relaxed a, a little bit, maybe? A little bit. What would you grade this year? Grade? What would you Can't grade? grade like a year a, that's B, only half a year. C? <laughs> oh, D. D? Yeah, in hindsight, I think there's things that we could have done better. A lot better. You made a really difficult decision at the end of the year to, well, I guess I should ask you, was it a difficult decision at the end of the year to decide to not bring the sport compacts back for 2021? Kind of like the sprint car deal at one point when we had the 360s, once they got down near the 10 cars, I feel like I'm jipping the fans. Yeah. So that's kind of what determines, you know, what we got to run. And I think we'll see how the stock car class goes. I believe it's going to be okay. Sounds like we got quite a few people on the waiting list for pit stalls and such. So I, th- I think maybe we made the right choice. Um, the downfall appears to be I get a lot of messages about people not knowing when they're going to be able to go to do their break and get food to eat. <laughs> that, was, that was a common message on the Facebook pages. Yeah. Well, great. Now when are we going to go take our bathroom break? But I did thoroughly enjoy the Sport Compact class, but I think that when it came down to it, it when you can't fill a full field, you're on the chopping block. Yeah, that's one thing. And, and the other thing is... How do you tech those guys? I mean, I'm I'm a big stickler on tech, and <laughs> RJ's I, got some ideas. <laughs> I uh, I pushed IMCA to have a restrictor um, on the intake of the things so that we can run more types of cars. And you know, we're running you know the '97 Cavalier is pretty hard, damn hard to find. Yeah. Um, you know, those those types of cars that fit the rules as they are now. So, I mean, IMCA is going to have to come make a big decision here and come up with some, some, you know, rules that we can get more cars into this deal. Otherwise, you know, I think they're going to be dead everywhere. Well, and, and RJ mentioned that during his interview, which we're going to play here coming up in a little bit, that one of the frustrating things was that it, it felt like there wasn't enough tech in the Sport Compact class, that some drivers or some nights, thing, too many things were let go. Yeah. Um, you didn't say that? What did you say? 
He said he was cheating like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed that part of the interview we talked to him earlier. He said he was cheating some <laughs> but he never caught him. That's why he couldn't figure out why anybody could pass him. <laughs> yep. The biggest cheater should be the winner, and then when they get beat, then all of a sudden, well, how the they must be cheating more than I was. <laughs> but no, you know, little sport compacts, man. There's when they're everything's computerized and stuff. It's it's just really really hard to try to figure out how to tech that deal. And you know, we're not NASCAR. We can't spend a day teching cars, and you know, we got minutes. So people on each car. Yeah, we've you know, it's just impossible to tech that class, and I really think it's going to be in trouble nationally. That's too bad to hear because that's a great starter class. But I think one of its issues is that it goes from being a starter class to guys get stuck in that class. Well, that's for sure. And then uh, I think another thing that's going to happen here, too, sounds like IMCA is going to blame me for everything. So that's, that's what I do. I just blame everything on Roger yeah. Hayden. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I'm going to get blamed for the death of the sport compacts nationally. So How are you going to sleep at night? Tell them all to move up to 305 race savers. Yeah. That's all. Not, <laughs> yeah. not a big step. Everybody get a sprint car. So you, you decided to bring in the stock cars. Was there any kind of scheduling issue? Because I know, just like you'd mentioned a little bit earlier in the interview, you don't want to schedule on top of other tracks. And being able to get a stock car class at Eagle Raceway on a Saturday night, I've heard there's rules within IMCA that they won't sanction a stock car class at one track if there's another track running it within a certain distance on that same night. What track are you talking about? Oh, I guess my... I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you on a Friday and Saturday night track where they're running close together, but they don't want to do two tracks on a Saturday night that are within t- like 20 or 30 miles because the same thing. They don't want drivers to have to choose. Well, Eagle's so, pretty good there. There's not anything within 20 or 30 miles except well, 80. I mean, I, I did think about a couple other tracks that are reasonably close and if we'd heard them, but to be honest with you, those particular tracks, I think the, when I looked at it, the cars that were racing at those two tracks well, stay at those two tracks because that's their home. That's Hometown. where, yep, that's kind of the area they're from. So I don't believe I'm going to hurt these two tracks that I'm thinking of, but mm-hmm. um, I I do think that they they haven't done a great job right now anyway with stock cars because neither one of them has very many to start you know yeah. right now. If you were to guess, how many stock cars do you think shows up at the first points night? I don't know. This puts me on the chopping <laughs> block we're here. Not gonna, I mean, we're not going to hold you to it. And 25. You think so? Yep. So you'll fill the full field and then some? I think so. Good deal. Uh, that's And the, uh, you guys got our sponsor for that class. Yep. A1 Irons, the sponsor of the stock cars. They're a, a group of guys who have been around racing, go to the races all the time, and uh, they want the opportunity to be able to be out there and, and uh, promote their construction-type equipment that they they rent and sell. And you've got a new sport, a new sport mod uh, title sponsor. So Modern Real Estate is going to be the new title sponsor for the Sport Mod Class at Eagle in 2021. Uh, great sponsorship there. And, and now, I, as I kind of read that, I realize why uh, why Cole Wayman's coming back and racing the uh, Sport Mod Class. Well, he's at least got to run that a little bit to redeem himself for uh, not doing as good as I thought he would do. But I know you only got four wins on the year. I know. Oh, you got five? five? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, shocker, I miscounted. <laughs> yeah, he should be able to win a lot more than that. I think he should go to the uh, sprint you, car, though, don't you? I think so. Anyways, we're talking with Roger Hayden, dry, uh, the owner of Eagle Raceway, getting ready for 2021. So you got a couple of new class sponsors. you got a new class you're adding. Uh, and you've got 
plans A through F on what you're going to do, however the year unfolds for uh, for dirt racing and, and being able to do outdoor events. What what changes are you making? Any changes to the sprint cars, the 305s, the the race, the sprint series in Nebraska, the race over nationals, anything like that? Pretty good chance the sprint series in Nebraska won't be happening this year. Oh no! Um, I I believe we'll have another weekly track in the area that'll be running on Friday nights, and probably a close to bi-weekly track on Thursdays. Well, that's so kind of good cars, news. And yeah, sprint cars will have a few nights a week they can choose from. It's good. looking like so. Do you are you able to say who the track is on Friday night? Do you I, not want to say it? Just yeah, Denison. Okay. Denison and I will have they, them every, they race, every Friday. Did they race every other last year? Um, most Well, it was hit and miss, but most every weekend it depended on, you know, what classes they were running. Yeah. I like that racetrack. I, I still have a soft spot for it as the first track that ever uh, decided to pay me to be an announcer, and, and I think it's a fantastic track. Yeah, since they've downsized it that thing is nice yeah that's really good sprint car well it's good any track did it, you it's race got it on the racing. medium or the large size me personally mm -hmm. large. large you raced it on the large so yeah. it was out there back by the wind break 27 mile an hour i think oh, down Jesus. the straightaway i think it might still be the record good possibly land. in the late in the mods uh good year for the race saver nationals i thought that it was a really good crowd first year in i don't know how many years i can count you didn't have to deal with rain yep Literally Forever. didn't have to deal with. I mean, there was zero percent chance of rain all weekend. It, yeah, was, it rained one night when we were at the track already. Yeah, we actually yeah, did have rain, rain, but we got them all in. Hour, we had rain on Saturday on, yeah. on that night. We started we late, I think, if I remember right. So I, I joked about it with. Uh, we had Cameron Block on, who's who's going to be a sport mod driver at Eagle this year, and uh, that's scary. I give. I, I've told this story. And a mod or B mod. So <laughs> I've told this story about a hundred times to people that. Your obvious goal is you want to start on time, if not early, and you've been yelled at for starting early, too. <laughs> this is literally a, a promoter in a nutshell. You get yelled at when you start late, you get yelled at when you start on time, and you get yelled at when you start early. Sounds correct. You actually stopped hot laps during the Race Saver Nationals. I want to say it was on the Friday night because when it was scheduled to start at 5 o'clock, nobody was in the lineup shoot to get pushed off. Yep. And it, you told everybody, 545 comes, I'm shutting it down. And there was about 30 cars sitting up in the lineup chute when 545 struck, and you said, go out onto the racetrack, just push all the way around and go back to your pits. You guys are late. Cars from hundreds of miles away. Biggest race of Eagles year. And you got no problem telling guys, sorry, you were late. Wasn't the first night of practice, though. They had a night before, right. so I figured, eh. They probably got some laps. They got it figured out by now. And, and if they if they don't, they're SOL. <laughs> <laughs> and to Roger Hayden's credit, the next night they were all lined up at 4:45. Oh yeah, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> oh yeah, they weren't late for anything after that. And then we got a flip side of it. Uh, I believe it was the Sunday night, getting ready for the races. You just whatever happened in turns three and four, you weren't happy with it, and you just kept working that, kept cutting it, kept working it, kept working it, and saying. Sorry, guys, we're going to start late, but I want to give you guys a good track. Yeah, I don't know what happened. No, I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I mean, it's, it, it happens. I'm the it, track prep guy. Yeah. I, I do take the blame, but, but you I don't know what happened. You didn't let starting on time get in the way. And we started, I want to say, a half hour late, and the guys had a great racetrack. And you just said, hey, listen, I'm sorry we're starting late, but I'm going to give you guys a good racetrack. Once in a while, things work out. <laughs> 
I was pretty, when I'm out there rolling around with the big wheel, and I'm thinking, man, this thing ain't packing. It's still wet. Look at all that mud I'm throwing up in there. This ain't going to happen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, once in a while, <laughs> it happens. Yes, it does. We've been talking with Roger Hayden, owner of Eagle Raceway. Uh, 2021 is going to be an interesting year nonetheless. Are you planning any changes for the Race Saver Nationals? Kind of the same format? I think it's going to pay back better. Yeah. So uh, pay top, bottom of the like. We're not changing the top, the but it'll I, instead of paying 50% on back, it'll probably pay more. It'll I believe it'll pay probably close to 75% of the win money. Cool. That's a big deal for a lot of those guys because they there's drivers that literally come from everywhere and come and race that race and if they could put a little bit more money in their pocket to help offset the costs it's going to help want to be able to have it to where they when they show up they know they're going to go home with enough money to pay their fuel bill yeah all right man good luck with 2021 i look forward to being in the booth and working with you on it all right we're a great team as much as i can (laughs) we're a great team you got it roger hayden uh thanks a lot for your time man it's always great to talk to you thanks We're going to take a break. We'll be back in turn number two. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 